Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Our area's most beautiful properties deserve the finest realtors. Meeks Realty Group. We focus on buying and selling residential and commercial properties throughout the tri-state area. Contact Meeks Realty Group online at meeks.us or call 304-440-1101. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 580 WCHS, its employees, or WVRC Media. This is Retire Right Radio, a weekly show from John Burdett at 4th Avenue Financial that aims to answer your questions about financial planning, investing, and how to retire right. 4th Avenue Financial is located in downtown Charleston at 170 Court Street. More information online at 4thAvenueFinancial.com. Join the conversation by calling 304-345-5858 or text 304-935-5008. On Retire Right Radio, let's go live to the studio with host Dale Cooper and John Burdett from 4th Avenue Financial. Three minutes past 8 o'clock, you're listening to Retire Right Radio on a Tuesday. Bob Eddie WCHS, the voice of Charleston, special edition of Retire Right Radio. Uh, Monday, uh, we uh, kicked it to the curb this week, which worked just fine for me. Yesterday was a long, rainy Monday. I don't know what the deal was with that. So it's a brighter day, and we can look upon uh, the market and uh, investing strategies. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. With a favorable eye, John Burdett, of course, from 4th Avenue Financial, is with us this morning. John, how you doing? I'm doing great this morning. Looking forward to our discussion this morning. We have some good stuff we're going to talk about. Let me get, I'll get our contact information out to you and we'll talk a little bit about uh, how the indicators and the uh, how the market looks right now but if you have any questions for John you're welcome to give us a call this morning at 304-345-5858 this is in uh, we're going to have a topic this morning but this is in anything that's going to help you retire right any questions that you have uh, that you need to use to uh, uh, to get over a hump or maybe you have some questions or maybe you're looking at having someone take over your financial portfolio give us a call this morning John can help you out at 304-345-5858 you can text over responses as well to 304-935-50 008 is the way to do that. And uh, this show is typically a Monday morning show, so usually you hear Retire Right Radio every Monday morning at 8.20. This week, uh, we moved it off until Tuesday morning so we could get a full show in. So uh, we're back in uh, taking a look back at uh, indicators from the past week. And uh, if I remember correctly, we've had... um, there's been some slowing down. It's weird when you look at the inflation numbers anyway. It's, uh, and we've talked about this here before. You can look at some areas and make the argument, oh, inflation's dropping. Look at this. It looks pretty good. But, man, the stickiest areas seem to be the ones that we're most sensitive to. 
Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And and where we're spending money right now, you know, that pent up demand for travel and, and yeah. services, that sort of thing, that's where it's the the, the most sticky, I guess. We're going to get a reading uh, this week uh, on. Uh, that the the Fed meets this week, we'll see what happens with the direction of interest rates and and the uh, CPI numbers come out. So we will uh, we'll learn a little bit there. Uh, uh, the expectation is that there'll be more moderation in that inflation rate that that we've we've seen, and um, you know it looks like that's what the market uh, is is expecting anyway. Uh, last week for the market was a decent week. The uh, um, the big tech stocks uh, took a pause, but the rest of the market kind of caught up uh, a little bit last week. So that was a good sign. We've had a real narrow advance in the market. And, uh, um, you know, it's a good sign to see that trying to broaden out. That's typical of a, um, I guess, a new bull market. And, and we saw that last week. Uh, technically, the S&P 500 actually is up more than 20%. It's technically a bull market. That's it's right. That's technically what, yeah, a that's bull right. market. Yeah. So, so um, you know, that is, uh, um, I guess, a good sign. But it's been a very narrow – it's actually the first time uh, since 1980 that the small cap stocks have not led into the new bull market. Oh. Normally, we have a situation where smaller companies, which are more levered to economic activity – lead the way out of an out of a, a, a stock market downturn and that is not the case right now it's, we have been fully led by the larger companies um, uh, and uh, so the the question is is that going to broaden out and that's what you want to see you want to see a more broadening uh, because as the typical investors we've talked about for for weeks now the typical investor probably feels like hey I'm seeing all these news that we're in a this big bull market but why am I left behind? Well, you're not left behind in certain sectors of your portfolio, I'm sure, but the broad market has not participated as fully, and um, and and that's why you're feeling that. And uh, last week, like I say, the, the smaller stocks um, outperformed the tech stocks uh, for a little bit of a change last week, so maybe that's a sign that we get this broadening. Um, there's still people out there that think, hey, this is not a real bull market. <laughs> uh, that this is a kind of a, a a rally in the middle of a bear market, and of course that's always possible. But if that were the case, this is the longest rally in the middle of a bear market on in on record. Um, of course, conversely, this is also the weakest bull market. Interesting. Out of a bear market that we've had, also if it's if it's truly a new a new bull market. So, um, you know, everything is a little. Um, I'm going to use a technical term and say whacked out. <laughs> as far as as far as the uh, uh, you know the markets go, and 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 maybe that's and I'm sure that's stemming from the unusual circumstances right. we had going into this with COVID and and all the things that are playing itself out. But as I've tried to sort of relate how, how this works, because we always talk about how the market always will return to trends in some way, shape, or form, and there's a, a range of, of possibilities that could happen. And the way I kind of feel that this is, because something like COVID and what we had here never really happened before, it's hard to predict with as much 
it's hard to predict accurately anyway, but it's hard to feel exactly what's going to happen because it was so different. You know, we've had other downturns that maybe we have a little bit more data on that's a little harder, but there's still a cone of probability, like a hurricane hitting, right? And so we're still somewhere in that cone of probability, but just some of these routes that's being taken, we had no way to know exactly how it was going to come to fruition. Yeah, and, and of course, you'd never really know how things are going to play out, but th- but this is a little unusual. Um, you know, usually you can point to things and say, well, you know, five times out of eight that happens this right, way. Yeah, right. and this is this is a little more unique than that. So, um, you know, it's interesting to, to watch it play out. I think it's, you know, pretty safe to say if you look at the consumer, the consumer's still hanging in there. If you look at the pinup savings or the or the extra savings that are on the sideline that would not be there if COVID had not have happened, um, I think at the peak there was about a little over two trillion dollars of just extra cash in the system now to about 900 billion so we've we've kind of spent through uh, quite a bit of that. Of that right and and now the question is will that continue to be spent will the consumer still hang in there or um, uh, there's some speculation that that most of that 900 billion is uh, maybe in uh, the hands of people that are a little more well off and mm. maybe have a less propensity to actually spend it. So we'll see how that plays out. But so far, the consumer's hung in there. It's, it's, it's just interesting to – and the other thing that, that to keep in context with, of course, it's hard to think about these things now when we're living in the moment, but all of this gets folded into the data now. And so in the future, as things come up and happen, we have even more data with more – you know, odd things that happen. I mean, we have just in the last, you know, 20 years, we have uh, 9-11, we have 2008, we have uh, the COVID downturn. I mean, these are all things that are now being folded into the market trends. So as things happen in the future, it smooths out some of the improbability or some of the probability a little bit anyway. Where you yeah. Can- and looking back because of these circumstances, you know, maybe this will be one of those times with an asterisk, you know, it'll be the, you know, the Barry Bonds uh, yeah, asterisk go, right. that we put on the... <laughs> Back to our baseball right, theme. To, to detonate, yeah, right. <laughs> that, one thing, uh, we, ha- we have a topic we want to get into this morning, and I encourage everyone uh, to tune in for this. We're going to talk about the 50-30-20 rule, uh, which I was reading about it last night to get up to speed on it. And this is going to be an interesting conversation that we have coming up in just a moment. Your name came up again yesterday. Um, I was hosting the hotline for Dave, and uh, you had guessed it on the show the last couple of weeks when Amy Smith was gone. And um, I was doing some reading and doing uh, the in-or-out bit uh, that you had set in with us the last couple of weeks. I was... Um, I was uh, coming up with our celebrity we were talking about, and and uh, just this past weekend, I went, I got down a rabbit hole on Shaquille O'Neal of all people, and uh, and it wasn't about his basketball career; it was about his post basketball career. And oddly enough, do you know anything about him? Uh, well, I know this: I I, I went into a, an office supply store uh, this weekend with uh, with my wife to get some pens that she likes, and. Um, I looked in both sides of the store. There's a big cutout of Shaq standing there. <laughs> Surprise! I wonder what and that was about. He's selling. He's selling uh, uh, office chairs and Epson printers. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, whatever, you know, I don't know how. Now that's pr- that's probably an endorsement. I would. Oh guess. yes. Uh, so I, I, absolutely. I was looking at so the rabbit hole that I got down. I simply ran across one meme. It was a picture of Shaq like dunking or whatever. And it just said, yeah, but have you checked out his businesses, though, or something like that? I can't remember exactly what it was. I was like, what is this talking about? I know Shaq's you know, around. What does he do? And, and as I looked at what Shaq's post-basketball career has been like and how he's diversified his business interests, I'm like, man, is John Burdett his financial advisor? Because <laughs> although it's a microcosm of what we talk about with, with goods that produce and things that people are going to need, this is what he's invested in. Um, he's a, uh, I think it's a, it's a southern and western chain called Big Chicken. It's a, a restaurant. He's a, he's a part owner of 
of a big chicken restaurant. He's a part owner investor in Papa John's Pizza. He's a part owner and investor in Auntie Annie's Pretzels. He owns uh, 40 Anytime Fitnesses, 150 uh, uh, Five Guy Hamburger locations, and he owns um, a bunch of car washes, 150 car washes. And a part of the Sacramento Kings, um, a part of Lyft. He was an angel investor eventually, uh, initially in Lyft uh, services. So I'm looking at this guy and all the things that he's diversified himself out throughout after his career. There's no crypto in there. Right. You know, all right. these other, you know, athletes got crypto pilled, you know, they were doing crypto and doing crazy stuff like that. There's no NFTs or anything. He does have a media production company, which is also part of what he does. But the vast majority of his holdings that he does in his post uh, retirement, it's all the stuff like what you talk about, stuff that people need. They, they, they manufacture maybe not a tangible benefit, but tangible things that pe- people eat hamburgers, people eat pizza, people eat pretzels, people go work out because they do all of those things, <laughs> and then they need to go wash their car. It's a perfect business plan. And when the day's over, go buy one of his chairs at it's the office at the shop. Office depot, and right? <laughs> but I was just thinking of all these crazy, uh, you know, all the, you know, the, 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 um, XTS or whatever the name of that uh, the the Bitcoin thing the, right. the 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 thing that folded um, earlier this year and they had all the Super Bowl ads and all of the athletes and the celebrities that were like oh this is the way all these people doing these these highfalutin things these wild things or whatever else and here's here's Shaq investing in chicken and just making money hand over fist because right. these are what people do they eat chicken you know they don't buy crypto they eat chicken. It's hard, hard to go wrong if you stick where the people are, right? It really is. I, money. It was just it was just compelling to me. I was like, this guy is not into anything weird at all. This is all stuff that you just drive down Main Street America, and there is one on every corner of yeah. all of these things that he's into. And I just kind of like that about him. Yeah. I thought that was a, a really cool connection to make with him. There are a couple other uh, uh, high-profile sports uh, figures who have, have done similar things. Um, and, you know, there again, you see them, and, and at the end, they end up making way more money. Uh, from those ventures, I mean, Jordan is the did. is the poster child of that. But oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and 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 yet you see so many that also end up with nothing and go broke after their career is over. And, and you know, gosh, what is the difference? Well, it's it's no different than what we talk about for the average person. They and just, Shaq obviously listens to this show, and he knows just, exactly. The things you know, you know the difference in. is they have a couple <laughs> extra zeros that yeah, they're that, playing that, with. You that, know. That, <laughs> That's very true. Now, uh, we, we do have a primary topic we're going to talk about this morning. I'm interested in getting into this. So we're going to talk about the 50-30-20 rule, a budgeting method that's proposed by, uh, well, it was in the book, All Your Worth, the Ultimate Lifetime Money Plan, breaks down a person's after-tax income into three main categories, needs, wants, savings, and debts repayments. Under the fifty under this rule, 50% of the income goes to needs, 30% goes to wants, and 20% goes to savings or debt repayments. Is that right? Yes. Okay, making sure I got this right. Okay, so this method, known for its simplicity and structure, can serve as a useful starting point. This is, I've read a little bit about this before. I got kind of the article that you sent me last night and I started doing some other research on it. And what I like about this is it sort of gamifies, this is, goes back to like how I lost weight and different things like that. It sort of gamifies your, your budgeting a little bit. You know, you try to fit things into 50 and so on and so forth. So that, to start with, and we'll talk about some of the other issues to go with this, but to start with, what do you feel about this kind of plan? Is, it, is this something that you recommend to your clients as a basis to start with? Well, you know, when you talk about budgeting, a lot of times people have their eyes glass over and it's like, oh, spreadsheets and, and things like <laughs> right, that. Exactly. This is a high level way to look at your finances, look at uh, at your budget and and know where the money goes and know what categories you should be spending money in. It kind of gives you a guidepost, I guess. Um, you still have to do a little work and, and fill out the details, but it's but it's very simple. You know, if you if for instance you make uh, four thousand dollars a month 
fifty percent should be spent on on the uh, needs that you have. So that's house payment, car payment, things that's like that. That's two thousand dollars you have to spend on that. That's like one car payment. And anymore. it's very yeah, that's right. It's very easy then to look at your expenditures and know that well, if I'm supposed to spend two thousand dollars on that and I'm spending twenty five hundred, then I've got a problem. You know, it's a great indicator without breaking out a spreadsheet to say, hey, I, I may have a problem here. And if I'm if I'm spending more there, then that's going to be less on the hopefully out of the want pile. Right. So that you can still have the save pile, the save and invest pile. And also, you know, that's that that uh, uh, the 20 percent for savings or debt payment is like, well, why is debt payment in there? Well, if you're living the 50 and 30, you should no longer be living beyond your means and accumulating new debt. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're if you're paying off debt, then then you're building to your financial future, and because you're not adding to it, so it in a way it's a savings. You have to dig out of that hole before it all can go to investment. You know, if you're in a hole, you should be digging out of the hole before you start, you know, investing uh, heavily in in different places. There are some exceptions to that, but you know, you don't want to carry a fourteen percent credit card debt. Um, and, and invest the money instead. You want to pay off that credit card. It, it reminds me a little bit in reading about it. I did mortgages for years and years and years, and most mortgage companies will have a, a, a relatively quick ratio number that they look at, you know, the debt to income ratio, and looking, right. and, and there's usually two numbers there's your overall debt to income ratio, then there's like your household expenses to, to income ratio. And depending on the company, they look at that ratio being a certain amount. But the reason for that, I think the structure or the, the reason for it is similar in that it's a broad way to look at something and be like, well, if somebody's spending over 23% on their home, on just for their home principal balance and their home repayment, they might be overbalanced in other things, you know, right. and we need to take a look at that. So this puts up the red flags for you. It definitely does. But it also, as a consumer, as an individual, you know, know, and you can see that, or we'd never be over the 50% to begin with, what they tell you you can borrow for your house, what they tell you you can borrow for your car. You know, if you if you take advantage of that because they say you can, you're going to be over the fifty percent and be in individual trouble. Right. <laughs> you're going to be on a on a treadmill of debt trying to pay that off because you've overcommitted yourself to those uh, need categories, and it and it restricts the 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 savings and investment and even the uh, the the wants that you have. Now you you might be listening to this and doing some quick math in your head and thinking, man. Uh, I, it's just hard for me to get to that 50 because of, of circumstances. We're going to talk about that a little bit, too. So why don't we do this? We'll go ahead and take a break. If you have any questions about this or any other investing or retirement strategy that you have, you can give us a call this morning, 304-345-5858, 304-345-5858. And then uh, we'll reconvene back here after the break. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, uh, some of the deployment of this strategy, some of the ways to overcome some – I mean – Sometimes you only make X amount and you have to pay X amount. You can't reach 50. You know, so we'll talk right. about what you're going to do in those circumstances and any other questions that you have. You can call 304-345-5858 or text 304-935-5008. John Burdett is here from 4th Avenue Financial. You can find out more information online. It's 4thAvenueFinancial.com. 4thAvenueFinancial.com, located 170 Court Street, downtown Charleston. I'll get you more contact information when we come back. You're listening to, to Retire Right Radio. I'm Dell Cooper. John Burdett is here. We'll be back after this on 580 WCHS, the voice of Charleston. Retire Right Radio. It was sponsored by Fourth Avenue Financial, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities offered through JW Cole Financial Member, FINRA, SIPIC. Investment advice offered through JW Cole Advisors. 
Fourth Avenue Financial, J.W. Cole Financial, and J.W. Cole Advisors are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by John Burdett should not be construed as specific investment, legal, or tax advice. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. Investing may involve risk of loss of principal. Any tax advice on this show is not intended to be used by any person for the purpose of avoiding U.S. federal or state tax penalties that may be imposed on such a person, and each listener should seek advice from their tax advisor or legal counsel on topics that arise from the show. John Burdett is not providing legal or tax advice. Nothing should be construed as solicitation of an offer to buy securities. This program is sponsored by Fourth Avenue Financial, which is solely responsible for its content. Are you ready for retirement? Go to FourthAvenueFinancial.com to download your guide to retirement done right. Learn about important topics such as Social Security, Medicare, and money management. Don't make retirement decisions without the information you need. Your free retirement guide is ready at 4thAvenueFinancial.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, J.W. Cole Financial, J.W. Cole Advisors, and 4th Avenue Financial are unaffiliated entities. The days are getting longer, the weather is getting warmer, and the perfect time to find your next vehicle is now at Walker Chevrolet in Nitro. Those summer vacations and road trips are right around the corner, so why not find the car, truck, or SUV that you've been dreaming of? Walker Chevrolet has great deals and great selection on everything. From the sedans that are practical and fuel efficient to the SUVs that have room for the whole family and the 4x4s that can handle any adventure that you can throw at them. Walker Chevrolet has plenty of inventory in stock and they're still buying cars too. Yeah, that's right. Walker Chevrolet is buying all makes and models and they'll give you top dollar for your vehicle even if you plan to buy somewhere else. You know there's no gimmicks or games at Walker. Just honest, fair deals. And that's because Gene and Ryan built their business the old-fashioned way by making friends. Your next vehicle is waiting for you today at Walker Chevrolet in the shadow of the Interstate Bridge just off the nitro exit of I-64. Walker Chevrolet, making friends one deal at a time. Brought to you by City National Bank, where you can get a special low interest rate on a home equity line of credit. For a convenient location near you, log on to bankatcity.com. This is Retire Right Radio with John Burdett from 4th Avenue Financial. Taking your calls at 304-345-5858 or texts on 304-935-5008. You're listening to WCHS, the voice of Charleston. John Burdett is here from 4th Avenue Financial. We're talking about the 50-30-20 rule this morning. If you have any questions about any investment strategies, or if you're interested in maybe tweaking yours, you can give John a call this morning, 304-345-5858. Uh, ah. So this isn't a question for us, but we just, just get a text. This is from the 304-993. I just took a carnival cruise. Shock is the chief of fun officer. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's there everywhere. See? Again, cruises, <laughs> something that everybody, that's Main Street America stuff. You know, that's what, I mean, you mortgage your house to take a cruise, right? That's what a lot of people do, well, I think. I, he, he does the icy hot, too. I was yeah, like, he man, does, I, man. You know, and he advertises it on all the commercials that an old guy like me watches like i need to get some of that you, you see this guy doing stuff like i remember a couple years ago i was it was this ongoing bid it was over for a full week of the nba season where they were trying to convince him because this is when gas prices were really spiking and shock was like man all i do is i just go to the gas station twice a week put like 20 bucks in and drive off and i never run out of gas gas prices haven't gone up what are you talking about <laughs> 
like, everybody was like, yeah, but you're putting less gas in. You're just not driving that much. He's like, no, man, I'm just using the same amount of gas. And it was like a week-long bit. And you're like, man, Shaq, what is he even talking about? And then you just wonder, you know, the-, the He knows the, what he's doing. Exactly. Everybody's talking about Shaq. Exactly. And then you turn around and he's invested in chicken and pizza. The guy knows what he's talking about, I'm, I'm man. I'm pretty sure he knows exactly what he's doing. It's a thunderous dunk. Are you kidding me? Okay, so we're talking about the 50-30-20 rule this morning. And- uh, this is a this is a great concept because I I love the idea of it giving you a, a, like a broad overview uh, to send up those red flags like we were talking about the debt to income ratio and things like that. But in practicality, you love for it to work, but you could be in a situation. I'm thinking especially if maybe a young family uh, paying for insurance and they have a couple of kids. You could be in a situation where maybe your your income level's not all that mature yet. You have a bunch of kids that are out there. Maybe you're still uh, repaying student loan debt or something like that. You can't get to 50 being your top number. Um, but that's okay. There's ways that you need to look at that into, into making a system work for you. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, if you're over 50%, I mean, the first thing you need to do is look at that 50%. Are there ways to cut that down? You know, or if, if you have an... Uh, uh, a car, the payment, a lot of times car payments are what really sinks a sure. financial plan because there's such a large expenditure on a depreciating asset. Um, you know, look at that heavily. Um, you know, are there ways to get transportation cheaper, whether it's buying a different car, trading a car down, getting out of those payments? taking public transportation, potentially carpooling with somebody, uh, same thing with your house. You know, if, you, if you're if you a single person, um, you know, do you need a two or three bedroom house? Is there a way to cut those expenditures down? You know, be, be aware of where those benchmarks are and then try to work towards those. You know, we are fortunate in the listening area here that we live in a relatively low cost of living sure. area. Yeah. Um, this can be more of a challenge, particularly in larger cities where the the real estate prices and the rents are so much higher um and there again you've got to look at that you've got to be very aware of what you're spending try to control it and unfortunately if you're if you're overspending uh, you know it has to come from somewhere and and the the want category is is what you really have to control because that's elective Right. And and you've got a little more room there sometimes to play with the want category. So you might have to cut your wants from 30 to whatever. I mean, it, maybe, yes, because, maybe it has to be very astir. Because astir-er. if you ever want to change your situation, if you're unhappy with your financial situation and the savings and investment that you have, you have to live within your means. This is just a method to make you aware of that. And And if you're not creating savings, you're never going to change your situation. And so it's really a choice of, do I want this today when you're dealing with that want category? Do I want this elective thing today or do I want financial freedom tomorrow? And that's the choice you're making. And you're actively making that choice. And all this 50, 30, 20 does is is helps you visualize that. A buddy of mine who, um, uh, I mean, he has a good job. I think he's a, a regional veep for Avis or something. I mean, he, he's got a pretty good job. Lives near the D.C. area. Um, his wife uh, had a pretty had has and had a pretty good job. But they he recently made a post, and I thought this was pretty interesting. Is uh, she the the type of work that she did? She had to commute um, into D.C. from from where they lived, and it was. Um, 
and, she, and where she was, she was driving, although the, the public transportation is very well. So they considered a bunch of different things, uh, public transportation, different stuff like that. What they ended up doing is she actually ended up um, taking another job that allowed her to work from home, but it was a part-time job, not a full-time job. But with the total combined savings that they had on uh, child care for a portion of the day, although they're still doing child care for some of the day to give her time to work, but they cut their child care basically in half. All of their commute expenses went away. And although she's making like half as much money, the relative income that they're gaining is almost twice as much as what it was. Right. And this is from somebody now working actually less because of the travel time and the expenses and stuff like that they took out. So they looked at these, you know, all these different options that they had and things like that and actually found a better situation for them in doing things completely kind of backwards from what we would expect. But it worked for them. Well, absolutely. And, and, and also, you know, you have the... Uh I guess the agency to do what you will with the money that you have. Right. So uh, let's say let's say you're over the fifty percent on your on your need category because you've spent too much on a car. Well, let's say you have a long commute. Let's say you spend a lot of time in your car and you say, "Well, I don't really want to take public transportation. I want to have a nice car and I want to be able to uh, travel." nicely well you know maybe you should make some of that portion of that car purchase that's taking you over your need and putting that in the want category because that is a choice you've made you see you've made that choice Uh, you know the need isn't the fancy car you know the the need is basic transportation so that kind of does the same thing you're you're moving that to the to the want column so that is automatically going to take down the rest of the allocations that you have in your wants absolutely makes sense uh, it, but then you've then you know you've made that choice right you know now i i feel like i'm aware of the trade-off i made i want this car rather than the other things in my want category and it's a choice you've made. And there again, that's that's the whole thing here. You're in control of so much. You know, your outcome is largely under your control. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't become a, a multimillionaire at retirement without taking some control of your situation. It doesn't just happen. You have to choose to do it. And this just helps make those choices clearer. Uh, it uh, And you can, I would assume anyway, that even if you have, I mean, there's different uh, strategies that you can adopt, but this is something you can sort of overlay on anything that you're already doing just to give yourself uh, kind of a, a quick evaluation of how your, uh, of how your uh, allocations on your, on uh, where you put your revenue and so forth go. I mean, it's a good way to, to judge that, even if you're not strictly saying, hey, I'm, I'm somebody that's a ardent of the 50, 30, 20 rule or whatever. I mean, you can apply that even as a snapshot to take a look at where you are. Right. And, and once you get this under control, now what are you doing? You're no longer adding debt to, the, to the, your financial picture. You're, and, and if you have debt, you know, you've, you've, you know, all your payments, for instance, in this scenario, let's say you have debt, you have a credit card or other debts that you need to pay off, consumer debts. Um, the, the need is the minimum payment. Of course, we know if you pay the minimum payment, you're, it's going to take forever to pay those off. Or yeah, like literally forever. That's why the twenty portion of that is savings and debt payments, because if you're not adding, if you're living within your means, you're not adding debt. When you get down to that twenty percent debt payment or savings, if you're putting it towards debt, you're getting yourself out of the hole. That will eventually end up in future savings. That's part of that process of getting yourself out of the hole. Mm-hmm. And so that's why that's broken down that way at that 20%. You know, because a lot of folks are like, well, you know, why wouldn't you make that higher up in the, in the priority? Well, it's not really 
lowering the priority. It's just allocating it where you can visibly see that this is productive for me. Mm-hmm. You know, paying off debt is like a savings. It's a productive thing that you're doing with your assets. There, there seems to be you have to be a little open-minded with these types of things, too. I mean, and frankly, be a little uncomfortable. Uh, I know the first time that I paid our, uh, my debts completely off, um, my ex-wife and I had bought a lot of like dry grains, different things in bulk. We got a lot of foods that we would not go to the store again until we basically ate ourselves out of where we didn't have any food left. I mean, we would learn how to make things out of you know dried beans and different stuff like that. Um, ate very frugally because everything that we were doing was being poured into paying off. You know, we did the snowball method basically. So we started right. small and worked our way up to the car and uh, the large business loan that we had and stuff like that. It was a year. But it, but it was a fairly substantial amount of debt that we paid off in that time, and we're completely debt-free on the other side of it. But it wasn't always comfortable <laughs> within that year. Right. It's not like we ever put ourselves in danger. It's just you're used to certain things. You want to go out to eat, you, go, you know, even if it's McDonald's right. or something, you go to McDonald's. You know, at the time, McDonald's was, you know, for two people, maybe 10 bucks, right? We, yeah. it was, we just didn't do it. You know, yeah. that's 10 bucks that we could put towards something else. It was hard. I think hard. that uh, – uh on social media, I think people call that the fire method now. I don't know what that stands, <laughs> what that it stands for something, but but it basically is you live bare bones uh, and and until you get yourself. But on free. the other end of things, you feel so much better. Yeah, and where where this fifty thirty twenty, it it allows you to have some balance there, um, and makes you aware of the choices that you're making. So, uh, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. To budgeting the only the only real thing that you're trying to do with your budgeting no matter what you know strategy you're using is to get yourself to live below your means that's all it's about because if you do that you are going to accumulate savings and ultimately investment which will ultimately compound and grow so that one day you won't have to put the work in your investments will that's what you're trying to get to and you'll never do that unless you can control that in and out uh, flow every month. I dare, dare I say that that's how you retire right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the way that you have to do it. John Burdett is here from 4th Avenue Financial. Let me get the contact information out uh, once before we continue our conversation and wrap up the program. Uh, you can find 4th Avenue Financial online. It's 4thAvenueFinancial.com. You spell out the whole thing. You do that same search on Facebook, and you can like the page there. Uh, John just had a uh, Social Security uh, retirement seminar a couple weeks ago, and so uh, and signing up for the newsletter or liking the Facebook page, uh, that's going to keep you up to date on any of these things that happened. It was a, it was a cost-free uh, seminar that uh, was done remotely that anybody could go to uh, as long as you reserved a spot. And uh, John will do those from time to time. So you want to make sure that you uh, sign up for the newsletter or like the page on Facebook so you're notified of these events when they come on. Again, that's 4thAvenueFinancial.com. And also spell out 4th Avenue Financial on Facebook and like the page and you can find the information there. Located at 170 Court Street, downtown Charleston. That's right across from the Town Center Mall. And uh, the phone number is 304-746-7977. 304-746-7977 for John Burdett and 4th Avenue Financial. As far as, um, you know, I know that uh, we're kind of waiting for some indicators for this week upcoming. And uh, I think, do we have big inflation numbers that are coming out this week? Is that one of the things we're waiting for? Well, I just got a notice, a breaking news notice Ah. on my phone. And I... I, you know, we must be in a vault. I, I got the notice, but I can't open it up. So oh, no, I don't know are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> have something to do with interest rates? <laughs> I think it had, had to do with the inflation numbers. So. Uh, let's see. <laughs> we have a couple minutes left here. Let's see if we can do something. Uh, see if we can do something here. Is this current? U.S. inflation rate, 
three. I don't know if that's current or not. No, they were expecting it to come in at uh, maybe 4.2 was the expectation. So yeah, I don't know that, if that's broken you, out yet. But I I'm think kinda, your breaking I, is breakinger than mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, th- those are indicators that we're looking for, though, and, and something that we're hoping to find a – a pattern where we see this definitely settling down to some degree. Or yeah, and, give I, us some and I think it, it, it certainly has. I mean, energy costs have come way down this year, um, which is a good thing for the inflation rate because that affects everything. That affects transportation, uh, uh, you know, the delivery of your goods and services to the stores, that sort of thing. Um, there we go. Uh, breaking news. So, flat four. Uh, flat four. So that is better than uh, than the expectation. Yeah. Uh, four point two was the expectation. Inflation rate came in at four. You know that uh, probably will uh, boost the case that the Fed will uh, hit the pause button. For and the maybe, hikes. Maybe we've seen uh, close, or or maybe we've ultimately seen the peak of uh, interest rates for this cycle. So. It, Time will tell, but that's a good sign. Is this a bouncy period, per- perhaps, with uh, indicators coming in correctly on something like this? I, I, I don't know that there's anything out of Baked the ordinary in. on it, um, uh, you know, except except what we were talking about earlier. Everything is a little out of the ordinary right, in this right. cycle. But, uh, but you've been talking forever that the uh, market kind of expected this. They expected for inflation decrease. They expected for the interest rate pause. I mean, that was kind of baked in already, right? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the, the good thing about this, everybody's talking about everybody kind of assumed that we were going to get this big uh, economic downturn. You know, the jobs numbers keep coming in okay. Inflation is moderating. Interest rates may have peaked. I mean, we might get this situation where we some way escape. Uh, it's hard to tell. Wouldn't that be something? That would be something. After, after all of this. And my, my kind of lay understanding is, of this is if, if inflation keeps dropping, especially in some of those core areas that we're looking at, and we don't start losing those, those jobs, that really kind of means that we're going to settle in somewhere. It's just the way it's going to work out. Yeah. And, and you know, if you look at things like China, I saw that, uh, you know, China's talking about cutting rates. I mean, they're having some problems over there, which ultimately will help our inflation number here. You know, if if they produce all these goods and services, if they're struggling, they're probably not raising prices. True, true. So there are a lot of a lot of things to play out here. Stay tuned to this show every week, usually on a Monday, because you find out all kinds of information, including breaking news when the inflation numbers go down. So you, you want to <laughs> tune into that, because that's good stuff. You're listening to Retire Rate Radio. That's going to wrap it up for us today. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll have this up on podcast here shortly. Uh, you can go to wchsnetwork.com slash retire right. You can get all of our archive shows, including this one, which will be up in about an hour or so. You can find out more information about 4th Avenue Financial online. It's 4thavenuefinancial.com. You spell out the whole thing. 4th Avenue Financial on Facebook and like the page there. You can be uh, kept up with all the information, uh, free seminars and things along those lines. 4th Avenue Financial is located at 170 Court Street in downtown Charleston and uh, the phone number is 304-746-7977. 304-746-7977. John, see you back here in, in, uh, on Monday this time. Monday, yes. 580 WCHSAM 96.5 FM Charleston 104.5 Cross Lanes a WVRC Media Station. We're proud to live here too.